0: And welcome to comically incompetent. My name is Doug
1: and I'm Ben
0: and this week we are still practicing our social distancing and recording separately So we'll just mention that from time to time for the, for the future until we get back to normal But this week we are going to be talking about black widow rounding out our black widow episodes and talking about the heroine herself and along with that we are going to be talking about a beer called black widow by Coachella Valley Brewing Company We're going to be talking about it because we can't necessarily get it because of the state that the world is in right now but we thought it'd be fun to still talk about a beer and we'll tell you more about the beer at the end of the show so ben why don't you start talking about the black widow
1: all right leading straight into her so she's a marvel character as you probably have gathered um by this point kind of sort of makes sense right (laughs) as we as all the black widow (laughs) characters we've been talking about this month have been marvel characters uh, she was created first in the 60s, in 64, which actually kind of, um, when I went to confirm that, surprised me, because I th- I thought she was going to be a lot older than that. Because her, yeah, char- her character new. is older than that, which is interesting. I, I guess time yeah. doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's a comic book. <laughs> but she was created by uh, pretty much the greats of Marvel. She was created by Stan Lee, Don Rico, and Don Heck, which are like, you know, those are the, the all-fathers of Marvel. That was a great way to lean into that. Uh, the, all, the all-fathers, <laughs> another Marvel thing. Oh, God, I love it. I love Marvel so much. Starting off with her physical <laughs> appearance, uh, her traditional comic book appearance is very much so like her early iterations in the MCU. Like you see her in like Iron Man 2 and Avengers 1. It's a skin-tight black suit with a utility belt that has her emblem on it, her emblem for people that are unaware Black Widow, as you might imagine, it's the symbol on a Black Widow's back. It's like two red triangles that are pointing to each other, and that's the Black Widow symbol. Which I believe even the the beer might have that symbol, which would be really that is cool. the
0: beer. Yeah, that is the logo on the beer.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she she's so she's a she's a pretty old school one. Not old school like the '40s, but she's been around since the '60s, which is and she was created by the the greats of Marvel. So she's El Clasico, going straight into kind of her her origin in the comic books. She actually has two very different iterations and it's and they can't really live in harmony with each other I think that the MCU is the second iteration so I'm going to lead in with the first one so her first iteration is that uh, she was in a burning building her mother died in that burning building and as she was dying she tossed her child out the window to a Russian uh, soldier named Ivan Petrovich who kind of raised her as his own. Now this is a similarity in the MCU cuz like we were talking about um when she goes and gets the soul stone on Morheim. Yeah, yeah he, he's like Vormir. you are the or, yeah, sorry, Mormir. Morhime's I think where the the, the space Thor stone.
0: Thing. No, I think that's where the uh, ether from that's Thor where 2 the ether is? is. I think so.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Alien planets, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but when he when he goes or when she goes and gets the Soul Stone, the Guardian of the Soul Stone, who for some Red reason Skull. is Red Skull. Yeah, I really want to dig into why that's the case. But he yeah. says, "Oh, like Natasha, daughter of Ivan," and then greets Hawkeye similarly. And she's like, "I didn't know who my father was." So I'm really I'm super interested to see what background we end up getting on her because that she has these two very distinct backgrounds. So yeah. From there, uh, she was actually raised by this Russian soldier because, you know, her family passed away. He was a relatively good man, wanted to take care of this child rather than just abandoning them at an orphanage. I appreciate that. As he raised her, she was trained as a scholar and athlete and actually was a professional ballerina, which you see a little bit in like the Red Room as well. So no matter which Black Widow you're looking at, it's always got that ballerina tie um going back to our previous episode as well that was one of the things that actually attracted alexi the red guardian to her is he thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that she was a ballerina and you know it's pretty cool i mean i think it's it's a nice expression of art yeah it's impressive i I mean that's
0: that's strength
1: oh yeah and like the flexibility and the Yeah, yeah just everything they're able to do is incredible now at this point so she's, you know, she's an athletic person. She gets uh, athletic skilled. She gets kidnapped, actually, by ba- Baron Von Strucker, who is another, like, every now and again in Marvel stuff. You always got to yeah, he's hit. in
0: uh, Ultron. He's the guy who created um, um, Quicksilver and... Um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, so he kidnapped her and actually gave her to the Hand, which, for people that are unfamiliar, the Hand is a reoccurring force in the Marvel cinematic or not necessarily the Marvel cinematic universe. I don't think they've actually been in there yet, but like, if you look at like the defenders television show and in a lot of comic books, they're the ninjas. If you ever see a red clad ninjas, that's the hand. So they gave her, or her, he gave her to the hand. Wow. That was a really hard one for me to say. And the <laughs> hand actually trained her as an assassin in this first iteration. So that's where she got her assassin skills. And it same thing in this first one. She got saved from the hand eventually. So she was trained as an assassin, but she wasn't like, she didn't drink the punch. She wasn't like fully absorbed into him. She was saved by Captain America, Wolverine, and Ivan.
0: Oh, that's cool. I want to be saved by Wolverine.
1: Super cool, but like, what are those three characters doing? (laughs) Like, Ivan's a Russian soldier. You got Wolverine, who's a Canadian mutant. And then you've got Captain America, who obviously is Captain America. Yeah, New York. So it's like, what an interesting group. She gets saved by them. She goes back to becoming. uh, She pursues her ballerina ship at that point, and then later on becomes the Black Widow because she's now amassed these skills. So did you
0: call it ballerina ship?
1: I couldn't think of what would be the actual (laughs) correct name, so I was like ballerina ship, like an internship or a job ship, or a passion ship.
0: All right, let's move on. All,
1: all those things that are accurate terms and we all utilize. <laughs> so, this, so that's the first iteration of her. This was back in the 60s when they first introduced the character. This is what she was. I always like to give kind of early, early backgrounds. As far as her second origin story, which is more the MCU story, that's the Red Room story, which we've, we've seen and heard throughout several movies. She's raised in the USSR Black Widow program, Like I mentioned last week um, in the Red Guardian episode, if you're chronologically watching these bad boys, she joined the Black Widow program after Alexei was supposedly killed on his mission, but actually went to become the Red Guardian. She was raised by her adopted father, Ivan, so that's the same in this story. Not necessarily the burning building parent dying one. This one focuses more on just... Hey, she was a kid that didn't have parents and got raised by this guy as just an adoptive father.
0: They don't go into, like, why. Yeah, it's not as
1: focused on, like, yeah, exactly. Why why is she being raised by this guy? It's just, you know, father figure. She was in the Red Room program, obviously trained to be an assassin. We see glimpses of that in the MCU where she's made to kill people. She goes under procedures, which famously in, like, the MCU, she can't have children because of those procedures. They essentially like, sterilize people, which that is, that is a thing that is consistent about the the Red Room program, even in the comic books, everything like that is they people get sterilized when they go through, which they describe it, and it makes sense, but is still horrible, which is not surprising
0: Yeah, they say it was one less distraction.
1: yeah, it's like one less thing that could come in the way of you being a super assassin is as if you had this thing that, it essentially it wasn't so much that like directly the children were the cause, it's that like you're a mother's love is the problem like they were attached they were supposed to never get attached to anything like yeah. animals family people children husbands so that kind of leads back into the red guardian thing where it's like oh that marriage was broken up because you can't have somebody in the black widow program that has this attachment because then they they will be less willing to fulfill their mission potentially because of the ramifications it may have so from there in the red room in addition to undergoing kind of these weird procedures, she was given enhanced bio and psychotechnology. So she does have some implants and things like that in her. Like, I mean, you know, she doesn't quite feel pain like everybody else. I mean, she gets like knocked down by the Hulk and like punched by super soldiers and stuff. And she keeps going, which like most people don't. It's because she has these enhancements in her. Not like the craziest thing in the world. She's obviously no Captain America strength level, anything like that. But she is an enhanced human. So that'll kind of come up uh later when we're going through the powers and then yeah so going back to kind of last week's episode she is married to alexi who's the red guardian so that's another thing as we talked about in last week's episode i'm very interested to see how that plays into the movie we got some interesting aging totally might take a different approach on it i think it's going to be something really cool
0: as yeah, far definitely.
1: as as far as origins though those are kind of our two ones so the just a brief overview the first one thrown out of a burning building, raised by Ivan, ballerina, saved by the most international group of superheroes you've ever seen, <laughs> and then goes on to later just become a spy from that point. And the second one is the Red Room, which is the, the MCU iteration, is the Red Room yeah, iteration. Which
0: which we see a little bit glimpses of in Ultron when Scarlet Witch messes with
1: her mind. Yeah, she unveils like, their greatest fears and the things that will tear them apart the most. Yeah, which is a very interesting way to, to look at your past of how you got to where you are because you wouldn't be here without that. But it is horrible what they had to go through. Red Room yeah. is no joke. And it looks like we're going back to the Red Room once we eventually see this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, it. yeah. Okay, so leading from here into the powers. Doug, I get the feeling you're going to be able to guess some of these because this list of powers and gadgets is about seven pages on my, on my <laughs> notes here. It's it's not seven pages, but it's really long. It's, like, the most... It might be the longest list, which is surprising because, like, you don't necessarily think of her... People always joke that her and Hawkeye are, like, the not-super people for this, that, or the other reason. Cause the, eh. But she actually does have some interesting superpowers. And as always, I'm going to give the caveat that there's going to be a couple things in here that some people are probably not going to consider superpowers. I like to use the famous debate of... I consider it a list of powers that daredevil was also a lawyer so i'm not gonna put that <laughs> as the caveat in there so let's start rattling this off what powers do you think natasha romanoff possesses well i
0: mean I've, I, I, she's been in how many movies like seven or eight in the mcu so we've seen a good amount of what she can do just based off of that i mean you got to go with that peak human strength
1: peak human and strength sp- and speed <laughs> Yeah, that's like we a- talked
0: about in the Red Guardian episode, like she definitely has that. I mean, master assassin, spy, mar- what, fighting, marksmanship, like every she's good at all that kind of stuff. I mean, we see that throughout the movies. I'm assuming that's all on your list.
1: Yeah, that I've got a lot of that. A couple more things, obviously. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with like the cheater ones first. So yeah, <laughs> she's a master assassin, like you said, master martial artist, master marksman, like master of a lot of things. She knows over ten languages. I think that one's really cool. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, heck of a lot of language. And you know what? No matter who you are, if you speak 10 languages, I think that officially breaks the plane of being a superpower. I think if you speak <laughs> three languages, it's a superpower. <laughs> like, I, barely I, I would speak agree with one.
0: that. <laughs> I barely speak the language I was born with.
1: The, this is another great one that I just, I just had to include because of this character. She's a master seductress. <laughs> that's, okay. That's the last master thing. But, I mean, legitimately, that comes up a lot. On her character yeah, I mean, I mean like that actually her, yeah. Is a very important part Of her character Even in the MCU For being like Fairly PG PG-13 She's still a master Seductress in that Yeah definitely Next she has Utility bands You've seen She obviously like, She has her belt And then In a lot of iterations She has her gauntlet Things wrist Bracers Whatever you want to call them um, Yeah So that's called The spider's bite And it's actually Ooh, that's like a cool a, It's like a taser And it shoots out Little taser darts Which is super cool but she also has tear gas. She has a repelling rope and grappling hook, which you see in Endgame. Or wait, yeah, Endgame. When she jumps yeah. off the, the pillar thing. She's... Yeah. And then she carries plastic explosives because what good spy doesn't walk around without plastic explosives?
0: I'm assuming that's like get through metal detectors and stuff.
1: Yes. But also, I mean, obviously, for blowing things apart. But yeah. But like I... the plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like, she doesn't carry, like, frag grenades or flashbangs yeah, exactly. or anything like that. I wonder how her taser darts go through metal detectors. Who knows? Who knows, right? Um, and then Maybe the movie will go into that. <laughs> here's where it gets a little weird about her power. Like I mentioned earlier, talking about the Red Room, she received certain, like, biological enhancements. So the first thing is she received... The Red Room actually has their own version of Super Soldier Serum. You know, like the Nazis had it. Captain America has it. Russians had it. The Red Room had their own version. And it didn't quite give you like super, superhuman strength. But it gives her a very weird ability of not aging. Really? Yeah. So to put this in perspective, I'm sure it's different than the MCU. But in the comic books... Black Widow was born in the 20s and accurately by the 2000s still looks like she's in her 30s. So she only aged like 10, 15 years in 80 years in the comic books. And it's not like a, oh, that's because comic books don't care about time and they don't care about aging and stuff. No, literally the, the descriptor of it is that, 80 years have passed, she has been the same character throughout those 80 years, and she has only aged about 10-15 years. Interesting. I'm guessing that's probably the bulk of the Red Room Super Soldier Serum, because they train assassins and seductress, and they they train people like Natasha Romanoff to be like the Black Widow. Yeah. So, I guess that makes sense that you'd want to slow their aging, because... You know, you're probably not going to... Listen, I think (laughs) women can be beautiful at every age. But if you're 80 and you look 80, you're probably not going to be seducing Tony Stark like the way Natasha does in Iron Man 2. I could be wrong. Maybe he's into older gals. But (laughs) it's, it's just a really weird part about this character because you don't see that very often. Like Captain America has slow aging, obviously as Guardians do. But that's kind of her biggest weird comic booky superpower is that she doesn't really age.
0: I think a lot of that comes from the fact that they spend these like their time training these assassins. And if you only get cuz like when you age, like obviously your joints and your muscles and they start to get weaker. If you keep them young, they can do this forever. They can stay these assassins then you can just keep building this league of assassins instead of having to restart every 20 years.
1: It's an investment.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think that's why I think if you train, spend the time training these people, then you're going to want to keep around longer not have to keep training and training. You can kind of take it slower and make sure you're getting the right people for it. Instead of having to just train whoever, just so you can keep filling these spots of people that keep aging out
1: yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it makes total sense. Like it almost makes too much sense that her one superpower is like the super specific thing. But that being said, I don't, I'm going to assume that's just not the case in the MCU. Cause in the MCU, she kind of has realistically aged throughout the process of it. You know, like, I don't know in my own, maybe that's just cause like they, they're constantly changing like her outfit and hair and stuff. And to me, I see like a lot of character development in her and maybe I just like kind of link those things hand in hand, like character development and aging, but I'm going to guess in the MCU, it's probably not going to be canon that she was born in the twenties and is has this long life.
0: Yeah. I don't think that fits the character they built or the world they built.
1: So she's definitely not gonna be born in the twenties, but now that I'm thinking about it, we've been talking about for the last episode and a half here and there about how weird it is that there appears to be this age gap between her and Alexi. This is a perfect like reason for that age gap. Like they could totally just say it was the husband and, and she ages differently because she was in the red room. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I'm kind of surprised. I haven't thought of that earlier, but I, I actually, maybe who knows, but yeah, I'm going to say she definitely was not born in the twenties in the MCU. Yeah. Probably would have seen her in the first captain America if that were the case. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, maybe in, uh, uh, what, what was the Marvel show with Peggy Carter? Was it Agent Carter? Oh, yeah, Agent Carter. I didn't watch that one, but uh, I've been told it's very good. So I might go back. I'm I'm going through uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Natasha. I've never Roman seen apart. that one. It's actually really good. If you can get past like episode three, four, it's actually growing to be one of my favorite Marvel properties. And I'm, she probably doesn't. Enter the show at any point, but I would absolutely love her to enter the show because it's obviously following Agents of Shield and Natasha Romanoff as the Black Widow. Once leaving the KGB, is famous for being a Shield agent, so hey, you never know. But it also has a smaller budget, so I could see I could see that not happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So that's basically her powers. She's got like a long list of little powers. Is the way I'd say it, kind of like how the Penguin had a long list of little powers. Yeah. I think she's pretty cool. Let's go into common friends, foes, frenemies. Who do you think Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, is bumping into? Who, who's kind of her consistent people? Uh, based off what I've seen, I'm assuming like Captain America? She does bump into Captain America quite a bit. She, she's, she's very often a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or an Avenger or both at the same time. So she kind of bumps into a lot of the Avengers a fair bit. Captain America a lot because they have the most military background of all the Avengers. You know, they're spies and soldiers. They're, they're much more shield than the other Avengers. So she, she also not surprisingly being a shield personnel works with Hawkeye a lot. That makes sense. As as you might guess, you know, you see it in the movies, this is what I found to be very interesting, is her first interaction with Hawkeye. Did you know that Hawkeye, when he first got introduced, was a villain?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so in her first partnership, she partnered up with Hawkeye, who, as we're talking about with like Taskmaster, Hawkeye was just like a mercenary. Um, he was kind of like Bullseye when Bullseye first got introduced. He was kind of a mercenary. The horse from Toy Story? Is that the horse's name? No, bull. Really? Is that? Yeah. Me- I didn't know that. Run like the wind, bullseye. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Um, yeah. So bu- bullseye's uh, like a mercenary <laughs> character, though. If if you watched um, if you watched Daredevil, the Defenders series, uh, bullseye is in that. He's the, I can't remember his name, but he's like he's like a bodyguard to Wilson Fisk in that, and he's always like throwing stuff, and he's really good with his gun. Um, that's bullseye. Okay. Yeah, that was another series that didn't always give people their superhero names. But yeah, so wow, that was a side tangent. But Hawkeye was originally <laughs> like a mercenary in the the Marvel universe, and it was the two of them were villains and they were going out to fight Iron Man. Now, that is a classic. Interesting. Yeah, that is a classic Marvel situation right there. Is the two of those going after Iron Man. Did not succeed. Iron Man has a suit of armor and lasers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he's definitely going to win that.
1: Yeah, but then th- this was when she was working for the KGB, which was her her original group. The KGB, like we were talking about, is uh, like a Russian intelligence agency. Kind of makes sense. Good place for him. Hawkeye was hired as a mercenary from there, and they got sent out, as you might expect, after American super soldiers like Captain America and Iron Man. But... She leaves the KGB after she realizes they do kind of some pretty messed up stuff and don't really care about her. Kind of throw her to the side. Um, they just kind of discard assets. Not not that Shield doesn't do that, but yeah, that she yeah. went and joined Shield. <laughs> so that's how she ended up being a good guy. Because you're like, how's this character end up being a good guy after all she's done? Boom, right there. And, you know, they kept that little nod to Hawkeye that her and Hawkeye are consistently friends. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cute. Isn't that (laughs) lovely?
0: Um, Whereas in the movies, her and Hawkeye had a. Budapest. Yeah. They're talking about Budapest. We don't know what happened in Budapest, but they talk about it.
1: I was really hoping the Black Widow movie, when it first came out, was going to be Black Widow and Hawkeye in Budapest, and that was going to be the movie. I, I like what it is now. I'm excited for it, I'm hyped. I'm super hyped, but I, I would have sworn I would have been like, oh, we're finally going to see Budapest. I mean, maybe, maybe we will. Maybe that's some crazy thing they've kept under the wrap somehow is that Hawkeye's going to be there and there's going to be something about Budapest. Or maybe it might be like a wink at the end of the movie or at the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, we got this mission yeah. taking us to Budapest. Like, I could see a whole bunch of possibilities.
0: Possibly. I mean... To get into the actor situation, again, we're a comic book podcast, we're not going to talk about it too much, but apparently there's some drama going on, some issues, problems with Jeremy Renner right now, so I don't know if they're going to use him again,
1: necessarily. Oh, that sucks, that surprises me, he seems like he's chill, but I guess I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, there's, Google it if you want to know more, apparently, I'm not sure what they're going to do, because they, before that came out, or maybe a little bit after it came out, I'm not sure, they announced a Hawkeye movie down the line for Phase 4 of Marvel. I don't, they haven't talked about it since, but they've talked about the other movies. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And they're kind of in a between ground. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if he'll show up, but they might reference Budapest in some way in the movie.
1: That could be very interesting, man. There's so much drama in Hollywood. I mean, like, (laughs) and and, like none of it means anything these days due to every movie on the planet being delayed.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Dear Lord. I think that's going to change up movies for a long time too.
0: Well, I was listening to a podcast by Funhouse and James made a good point that with these movies being pushed back, like yeah, it's a bummer, but there's also going to be a point We also can't make movies right now. So there's going to be a lull in movies down the line too once this
1: I was actually just talking to, to somebody the other day about that cuz I was thinking about your situation, which not to like give too much away, but you you work in editing and you do editing. It's like, yeah. okay, so you're you're still able to do your job because you can do it from home, everything like that. But, I mean, you know, six months from now, the people that can't film today, like, they're not going to have, like, infinite film to send you guys to edit in, like, six months because they weren't... I mean, I, I guess they could do, like, double time to try and get caught up on things, but it's, like, it kind of delays the pipeline for a while.
0: Yeah, so, like, we're, it's... Like you said, I work in the film industry. I'm an editor. I, I've worked now, down the line. You don't know because you can't make anything. People aren't recording or filming anything, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with... Um, future Marvel movies because I mean the interesting thing about the Marvel movies is that they have set dates now but do they think they're gonna be able to shoot these movies I doubt they've shot Black Panther 2
1: yeah I have no how idea how do they about know Black Black what's gonna Panther come out
0: two. yeah how they know it's gonna come out in 2022 or even the Doctor Strange I don't maybe they're halfway through shooting I don't know what they're doing but they're confirming 2021 so it's interesting um and even Black Widow getting pushed back I think I feel like if it's coming out in May, they should have finished it. They might be in in finishing right now.
1: Yeah, they're probably in that like post production figuring everything out kind of situation for that.
0: Yeah, so to see just they get pushed back is definitely gonna be interesting to see what they do for the future of these movies. But as far as the yeah, Black or as Hawkeye being in Black the Black Widow movie, I don't know what they're gonna do with that considering the situation, but I think it'll be, I hope they go into Budapest in some way. I hope we learned what that was about, or they could just keep it like a fun inside joke for the characters that we don't really know, but it's kind of a funny thing that gets brought up. Oh, or they keep just
1: doing little links and like, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah, I could see that. Okay. So that's honestly kind of the character in the comic books. She's constantly reoccurring as you might guess, because that's kind of how she is in the MCU as well. It's not yeah, usually I mean, her own storyline, but she she's constantly around.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's been in I think 7 movies. Iron Man 2, um Age of Ultron, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Avengers. Like she's been there pretty much from the beginning. Iron Man 2 was the second Marvel film to come out in this MCU world or third.
1: Yeah, so you, everybody forgets about the Hulk movie, I forgot which Hulk. technically is in the MCU. But like, is it though?
0: It's, it's, yeah, it is, it isn't. But so yeah, she's been around since the third movie. So she's been like, there from the she, beginning, basically.
1: Was she, re- no, no, no. I was going to ask if she was, if she was referenced or included in um, Thor. Cause I remembered something significant about Thor, but I think Thor is the first time we see Coulson.
0: Uh, no, we see Coulson in Iron Man.
1: You see, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, he, he tries to debrief him. On like the yeah. Iron Man situation when he gets back. It's another character yeah, that before that's been Shield in, had the acronym. It's another um, character that's been in the MCU for a long time, is Coulson as well. Yeah, I mean,
0: but as far as like being in the most movies, I mean, Scott Johansson playing Black Widow has been there from Iron Man two in the beginning, basically all the way to the end.
1: I couldn't imagine anyone else playing that character. Like literally nobody else. Like she she's per- she is the perfect person for that character. Oh yeah.
0: There's, there's no one else that could... Have, there's very few characters or actors that I think could could not be changed out, and she's definitely one of them. She portrayed Black Widow perfectly, and I think did such a great job of being a character that, yeah, she wasn't a leading character until this point, but you still care about her just as much as you care about everybody else. And you see the fact that in the films, she holds her own more than anyone else. I mean, the in the movies we don't set up, what you were talking about is her comic book abilities... So, as far as we know, she's just a regular person who's keeping up with these superhumans.
1: Yeah, it kind of puts her in that, as people joke, like that Hawkeye category where it's like, what the heck are we doing here? But she does a great oh, job. Oh, I think she's,
0: yeah, she's leaps and bounds above Hawkeye, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because she's like, she's so skilled and like, just as a spy and as an assassin, and she's got like, you know she has such a rich background, that they keep yeah. just, like, drip-feeding people. Like, every time in the MCU I get even a tiny little inkling of her backstory, I'm just like, I want more. Which, hopefully, yeah, it, we're getting more, you know?
0: Yeah. And even with... Like, when you see Hawkeye fight, I feel like a lot of the times his shtick is that he's, like, complaining, like, uh like if, if I do like in, um, when he, like,
1: in, in Age of Ultron, he's like, yeah, he exactly. just jogs away from a fight at one point. <laughs> he's not, like, he's not yeah. sprinting or anything. He's just doing a little hustle. He's like, Oh Jesus. i too old yeah, for he's
0: always kind of complaining, where she's always like, let's do it. Let's get in this. Let's do everything we can to, no matter what it takes, or what it, what it means of her, whatever it takes, she's going to do everything she can. I think that puts her leaps and bounds above Hawkeye in that respect.
1: I also think she's very underrated in the MCU, just in regards to like the emotion that she conveys. Yeah. And this is a scene that is like such a weird little tidbit, but I don't think I've ever seen an actor or actress portray better emotion. I honestly mean this than in end game when she's eating your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, which it just sounds childish eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it's just that's the only way to describe that scene. But she's like fighting back tears while thinking about Hawkeye. Essentially, I believe it's when she, she's asking Rhodey to try and go find him, yeah, or, or to like well, she's, to report on him.
0: Yeah, she's basically the backbone of the Avengers at that point. Everyone who's still there, she's the only one like keeping everyone together. So like she has the whole like world on her shoulders, and then the whole Hawkeye situation, and then so she's like you get that like second of a glimpse of weakness that like the only time you see any sort of weakness in her for a split second and then it's gone. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just it so well.
1: real. That like yeah. trying to hold it together while everything is kind of like falling down around you. I mean, I'd say that movie was like, obviously we have the Black Widow movie coming up, but shy of that, like she was like arguably like the main character of that movie. Like I'd say it's obviously it jumps down to like her Captain America and Iron Man, like Iron Man gets the big sacrifice. Captain America gets the happy ending. And I think she got to kind of show the most emotion throughout that movie. And she nailed it. Like, which I don't think anyone would have guessed if you went back, you know, 15 years ago and said, Hey, there's going to be an MCU. There's gonna be all these comic movies. They're going to be awesome. One of the most blown away, emotional situations you're gonna have is like one scarlett johansson uh jumping to her death and two like her expertly portraying this trying to hold it together i would have been shocked i'm like i I don't know if that's gonna be like what hits me hardest in all these comic book movies but i was like no that hit me harder than like anything else
0: yeah i think it's a a lot of scarlett johansson's abilities as an actor i mean oh she's amazing even just conveying emotion in her voice in the movie her with joaquin phoenix she plays like the ai that he falls in love with there's a scene at the end where her—you obviously you never see her but she conveys so much emotion in her voice when she's talking to him because spoiler if you haven't seen her at the end of the movie she's like i i can't be here anymore and she has this big like monologue about it and she portrays so much emotion in just her voice that like you want to cry and it's just her voice like you don't even see anything but it did, she did so well. I mean, I, I love her work. I mean, yeah, she I mean, was she's amazing. And, yeah, I mean, Jojo Rabbit, she's phenomenal. Um, Lost in Translation, she was very really young at the time. Lost in Translation, I think, was one of her first big films, and she was absolutely outstanding in that. And recently, Marriage Story. Everyone loved Marriage Story. She did a great job in that. I think she's, she's been very, around for a long time.
1: I think she's now cemented herself. Not that she hasn't been cemented for quite some time, but I feel like early on in her career, she was like, some people just viewed her as like eye candy. Like she was still a good actress, but it was like, she was one of those big names that you'd put onto a movie and people were like, oh my God, I got to see it. Like it'd be like when Jessica Alba would be in th- something, and you'd be like, oh my God, I love Jessica Alba. And I feel like she's now so thoroughly cemented herself as just like one of the best actors and actresses around. Like it's not just yeah. like tacking something on, you, you know, like- I think Chris well, Evans her- as Captain America was like a, a similar casting where it was like you kind of casted Chris Evans cuz like he's handsome, everyone loves him, it'll just fill the seats yeah. regardless of like I'm not knocking his acting ability or anything like that, but you know like it's cuz everybody likes the the appearance of him and his charisma. And yeah. I think both those actors have now cemented themselves as just like you they can take your breath away.
0: Yeah, I mean I've I've I think the first time I saw Scarlett Johansson do a movie was uh, The Prestige.
1: Oh my god, that was was, her in The Prestige. I haven't seen The Prestige since it came out, but it was really good.
0: Yeah, she's amazing in that. That was 2006. And then I did see Lost in Translation, which came before that, but later. I saw that movie later on. So The Prestige is one of your earlier experiences. That was 2006, so I was like 12 Mm -hmm. at the time. So I was like nine when Lost in Translation came out, so I definitely wasn't allowed to see that movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably not appropriate for a nine-year-old.
0: No, but then her, like I said, her voice, amazing. She was amazing in Chef, uh, any Marvel movie, she's fantastic. I mean, she's an outstanding actress. I think uh, Jojo Rabbit was the most recent thing I've seen her in. She was amazing in Jojo Rabbit as well. She conveyed a lot of emotion. She played the character... Beautifully, if you guys haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, it's a Taika Waititi film, which is we've talked about, about him a lot. about, like,
1: Hitler Youth or something?
0: Yeah, it's about a little boy who is a part of the Hitler Youth, and he finds out that his mom, played by Scott Johansson, is hiding a Jewish girl in the house. And now he's torn between his mother, who he loves, and his subconscious, who his imaginary friend is Hitler, played by taiko Waititi. And he's kind of torn between his mother and his imaginary friend of Hitler, pulling him to, like, what is right about it, what is wrong about it, and it's very interesting. I think and... you
1: could have told me the description of this movie, and I think I could have told you Taika Wahidi was the director without having any <laughs> idea. That is such a Taika Wahidi movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, got and... such a weird plot.
0: Yeah, he's fantastic in it, and everyone is fantastic in it, but she was amazing, and I think that it's a bummer that we, this is probably the last time we're going to see her in the MCU, but I'm excited to see what she does next. Um, looking at her IMDb, supposedly she's going to be in a Little Shop of Horrors movie.
1: Okay, this is going to be quick side tangent. I don't know if you knew this about me. So I, d- I, did, um, I did technical theater when I was in high school, and I did a little technical theater when I was in college, and Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite play slash musical of all time. I have had my breath taken away by the (laughs) statement you have just said, because that is one of my favorite actresses possibly, or definitely going to be in my favorite play, obviously done on the big screen as opposed to on the stage. I am so hyped right now.
0: Yeah. Supposedly it's going to be her, Chris Evans, Taryn Egerton, Billy Porter, and they're going to, she's going to be playing Audrey, supposedly.
1: Yeah. That's like the main female character. In... yeah so who's ca- what was it like for chris evans
0: uh oren scrievelo I've, I've never seen the play or anything so i, I think know, that's like a he's card. rumored yeah and the terror egerton is supposedly going to be seymour Krelborn.
1: seymour is the main character he's the one that owns the the little shop of horrors yeah that's taron
0: going to be taron egerton which i'm surprised we've never seen him in the mcu i think he'll eventually come to the mcu
1: oh my gosh i'm so ready
0: yeah, I think Black Widow has one of the richest just movie histories of the MCU. I mean, like I said in the earlier, we've seen her so many times in the movies, and you don't know anything about her, but you still care about her. You still love her character. She's outstanding. She's in the fight every single time. I mean, when you watch Endgame, and at that big pinnacle moment, the, the fight's about to start, everyone's back, and they're all running at each other. It's all these superhumans, and then her and, like, Umbaku right up in the front. Like, ready to go, like, with all these superhumans, ready down. to fight these aliens. Which I love that shot of, like, it's all these superhumans and then Umbaku with a stick, just like, ready to Yeah, dude, dude <laughs> Sorry, he's, I'll cut big, that out. Though.
1: He's like, he's, he's a unit. Oh my God. I wouldn't want to mess with Umbaku.
0: Yeah. And then it's, it's her too. And she's up there ready to fight. So, um, I think that it's going to be sad not to see her anymore. She's one of my favorite characters. She has been since Iron Man 2. And I just rewatched all the Marvel movies in order. And she's just outstanding. I mean,
1: in release order or chronological order?
0: we did chronological this time. I think which that's the I way I've to never do seen it. him like that. I actually prefer the other way, release order, personally. My girlfriend preferred preferred the chronological order, but either way, I mean, she's fantastic. I think seeing her go in Endgame was sad and one of the sadder moments of the MCU for me. But I think it was also a great moment for her because I think her whole thing was that she needed. She never felt fully redeemed for what, her past. And I think that was finally her moment to do what she felt could redeem her, which is sacrifice herself to save everyone.
1: Yeah. It was like a good completion to her arc. Like, you know, it sucks that characters sometimes get written out, but like, I think it was the perfect amount of like emotional weight that went with it.
0: Yeah, I think losing her as a character, because her and Iron Man went in those two big to being two of the biggest characters in the MCU. I think that showed the gravity of the situation that we had to lose these characters to even have a chance against Thanos.
1: Yeah, like, that's the only way. It's like Doctor Strange yes. said, there's one way.
0: One out of, what, 14 million?
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So... All right, so, I got two questions to cap this episode off. We're going to be going to our comicalies. Out Well, of... first, should I talk about the beer first? Yeah, let's go beer first. We'll go beer first. Okay.
0: So, real quick, this is... We're talking about the Black Widow, which is a beer from Coachella Valley Brewing Company... Funny enough, it is a Russian Imperial Stout.
1: They know, what and they're
0: the logo—they know what they're doing. The logo is the Black Widow logo. Not that like Marvel has that copywritten or anything. That's yeah, literally, but it's the logo literally on the, on the an back of the spider. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't copyright yeah.
1: an animal. Like a This beer has
0: yeah, this beer has a whopping seventeen percent alcohol by volume.
1: That's impressive.
0: It is an Lord. Imperial Stout. They tend to be higher up. Like I said, you can get a Coachella Valley Brewing Company, which is in Thousand Palms, which is not far from the Palm Springs International Airport. And if you want to get this beer, you can order it online from the Coachella Valley Brewing Company website. I assuming it's going to be good. See, okay, the website says thirteen percent alcohol by volume, still very high, but
1: I'd believe thirteen. I would believe 13 i more than seventeen, but who knows? I'm gonna
0: believe the website more. I'm gonna get rid of this window here from a beer forum. Yeah, Black Widow Russian Imperial Stout. It's from they made it. It it came out in twenty seventeen is when they first released the beer in uh, their brewery. But I want to check it out now. Twenty dollars for uh, I'm assuming a six pack of twenty two ounce bottles to get it shipped to you.
1: Once we're out of quarantine, we can head over to one of our places, kick our feet up, watch some MCU, and enjoy some nice beers. I
0: would be very excited for that. And uh, how? All right, well, let's hop into the comic, please.
1: Yeah, so I got two questions on comicallys. One, how many comicallys do you give Black Widow as both a comic book and movie character? And two, how many comicallys do you give Scarlett Johansson as one of the best actors and actresses of all time?
0: (laughs) I've never read the comics, so I can only give her as a movie character and Scarlett Johansson. So those two comicallys, I said I would never give anything a 10. I'm still not going to do that. I'm going to give her and her character, Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson, both 9.5 comicallys out of 10 because... Like I said, I love her work. I love her. I love Black Widow as a character. I think 9.5 out of 10 comically is where I got to sit for both those.
1: So I'm going to challenge you on this one, Doug. I, uh, you know, sometimes our opinions differ a little bit. Sometimes they're a little more in line. Uh, I'm going to give her a 9.5, both as Scarlett Johansson and as Black Widow because i agree it's really hard to go with the 10.0s but i again like i was saying earlier i literally can't imagine someone else portraying her and then yeah. of any secret spy assassin in any comic book she's my favorite like her more than anyone yeah, else winter soldier's close but that's a story for a different episode that is a whole different episode we'll have to get too soon before the disney plus show comes out oh yeah that's gonna be a good one looking forward to that one yeah definitely but that was uh, that was Black Widow and Black Widow Month. Yeah, so I hope you guys like the month.
0: We're going to be diving into thing, I think some DC for next week.
1: Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be getting a little more DC in there. We're going to be looking at uh, a couple different little little brands, some heroes, some villains. It's going to be back to a little more normality after a Marvel heavy month. Even though I love a Marvel heavy month, I know there's yeah, DC Yeah, we'll, we'll do more.
0: Yeah, Marvel has a lot of big stuff coming out. That's why we're going to have some Marvel centric time's here to get you guys ready for the movies but i'm excited to get the system dc to change up a little bit
1: yeah i agree with that it's it's a good refresher yeah all right well that was uh black widow comically incompetent i appreciate everybody listening as always i'm ben and i'm doug and thanks for listening everybody yeah stay safe everyone bye